Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and we're going to switch gears a little bit here, and we're going to talk about money, responsibility, and abundance. Really, we're going to talk about abundance. We're going to talk about the power that you have, and it's been a while since I opened a podcast episode on money, but I'm going to use it as a way to talk about your power, your responsibility, and your abundance because this is so important, especially in times like this. I was in Dallas, Texas last week. I took a quick trip back to the US. You guys know that I'm living in Tulum. I'm in Tulum now, and I'm going to be here through August. Quite frankly, I'm going to be here for a couple more months. But I took a quick trip back to Dallas, Texas to attend a workshop on muscle testing as a tool to verify the mind, body, and soul connection. And look, it was a fascinating workshop. It's fascinating. I learned how to execute the process of muscle testing, which quite frankly, brothers, I mean, it only added to my confirmation bias that we are energy beings of light having a cellular human experience. But I'll tell you that what I found even more fascinating than the muscle testing and the confirmation bias effect was the general energy in the environment of the collective consciousness in the US, Texas, and Dallas, which has kind of led me to offer the content on this podcast episode. And this happens a lot. This happens a lot when I go to the US. Now, first of all, this tells me more about me than it does about the place because the environment, whatever environment you're in is energy. It's pure energy. We are moving through an information field. We are moving through an energy field. We are beings of energy. And as beings of energy, we are transmitting a frequency of vibration that then we attract based on what it is we're transmitting. That's the whole law of attraction. Law of attraction is like attracts like. We are transmitting what it is that we feel. We're transmitting our beingness and we're attracting to ourselves that which vibrates in a similar way. So it's not like going to places other, you know, moving around the world, whether I'm in Tulum, whether I'm in Bangkok, whether I'm in Quito, Ecuador, or Panama, or whether I'm in Europe or US, it doesn't matter. These things don't matter. What matters is the vibration that I'm in, the environment that I'm in, is always neutral. It's just a vibration. It's just an energy. But it tells me about me because where I'm there, it'll tell me about whether that vibration is resonating with my vibration or not. And for some reason, when I'm in the US, I get this feeling like there's just this vibration of fear. There's this vibration of confusion, of worry, of doubt, of scarcity. And I felt that really strongly when I was in Dallas this weekend. I want to remind all of my brothers in the audience and all of my sisters who listen to this podcast, which actually happens to be a lot more than you might think given the title like the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. We actually have a lot of women that listen to this podcast, but I want to remind you guys that everything is neutral and perfect. Everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to. The universe doesn't make mistakes. There's no coincidences. That makes it perfect. There is no mistake. We don't make mistakes. It doesn't make mistakes. There are no coincidences. And everything is also neutral, good and bad, right and wrong. These things only exist in the relationship we choose to have towards the outer world. It's in the relationship that good and bad show up, right and wrong. And the relationship is our thoughts. 
And finally, remember that the outer is a reflection of the inner. What we experience in our personal outer world is a reflection of our personal inner world. And what we experience in our collective outer world is a reflection of our collective inner world, which is our collective consciousness. So the cause of everything in the outer world, which is the world we experience in form, right? When I say the outer world, brothers, I'm talking about form, matter, density, right? All the flora, the fauna, the molecules, the inorganic matter. That's the outer world. Everything in the outer world is from the inner world of vibration, energy, and light. Those things that we experience out of us come from that which is there, but in a much higher vibrational field. We observe the outer effect that is created from the inner cause of vibration. In other words, the spiritual realm creates the physical realm. And remember that because we will return to that later in this episode. And that's why I bring up being in the U.S. because being in the U.S. always has a very specific, like that's the reason why there are different things in different countries around the world. The different things are a reflection of the vibrational differences that are coming from the consciousness of the people there. Being in the U.S. has a different look, has a different feel than being in Bangkok, being in Thailand, which has a different look and a different feel than being in Moscow or being in Paris or being in Buenos Aires. And that is because of the vibration of the people there. And that's going to be important. Like I say, pay attention to that. Remember that as we move into the episode today. All right, brothers. So today we're going to talk about money. Today we're going to talk about money. And when I ask you, what is money? What would your answer be? How would you respond? What would you say? Over the years that I have coached students around creating the life of their dreams, which has been a blessed journey that I'm so grateful for, by the way, I cannot believe how blessed I am in recognizing and remembering and living into my higher self because it has been so amazing to literally live the life of my dreams. I've had a lot of different responses to that question, to the question of what is money? I've heard that money is time. And you probably heard that too. Time is money. Time is money right? Dollars for hours, dollars for hours. I've heard that money is safety, that if I have enough money, I'll be safe. I've heard that money is freedom. If I've got enough money, I don't have to look at price tags anymore. I'll be financially free. I've heard that money is value. I've heard that money is fiat. I've heard a lot of things about money. And I'm going to offer you a different perspective on money that you may have heard at some point in your journey. And maybe you haven't, and that's okay too. This may be all new information for you. I'm going to offer you that money is energy. It is only energy. It is a vibration that represents a thought, a vibration that has been slowed down from the realm of high vibration, which is invisible. That's the realm, that's the neutrino field, right? That's the realm of information to the realm of low vibration, which is visible, which is matter, right? Solids, liquids, and gases. The realm of high vibration is invisible. It is the invisible spiritual plane and the realm of low vibration is the physical plane. Money is a molecular object that has been slowed down from a manifestation of pure energy through the medium of thought or idea. This is how all things are made manifest. All things. All things come from the invisible realm of infinite potential and are slowed down through the medium of thought in order to become physical objects in the realm of matter and density, which we call reality. That's what we call reality, brothers. When I'm talking about the realm of matter and density, the physical plane, it's the circumstance. It's the things and stuff. It's the reality. Money is in essence, and its most pure form only energy. Now, that probably begs the question, what is it an energy of? 
What is the thought that creates money, wealth, and currency? Let's track this back and you will see clearly how money came to be. Money is the representation of an exchange for some product, service, or value. It is a symbol of gratitude or thanks for some value given. At the most basic level, however, money is the energy of survival or subsistence. Money was created as a way to trade for the basic needs of humans. When souls first came to this planet, they chose to inhabit a primitive cellular vehicle, namely the human life form. In our early primordial state, we humans were hunter-gatherers. But brothers, let's, let's look at the evidence we were mostly hunters. The truth is the subsistence level of gathering plants for consumption is incredibly low and highly unlikely that the human vehicle could have survived for long enough, or for very long, in fact, eating a vegetarian or vegan diet. Neither anthropologically nor biologically is it possible that humans could have survived without meat being the primary food source. So we were hunters. We would hunt for our food, kill an animal, and have plenty of micro and macronutrients to sustain our cellular vehicles until the next hunt. Without refrigeration capabilities, the next hunt would be fairly quickly. I mean, within a few days to a week at most, assuming certain temperatures, and no other predators wanting to feast on the kill that we got with our hunt. So if we're living in like a more equatorial area of the world where you know there's no refrigeration, then we're going to have to hunt pretty quick because the meat's going to go bad. And of course, if other predators are slurking around, then they're going to get our leftovers, as it were, then we're going to be hunting fairly regularly. Now, brothers, this isn't a history lesson, nor is it a dissertation on diet or best feeding practices. While I do have my opinions on all of this based on over a decade of research when I was coaching in the fitness community, I'm simply offering you a backtrack on why money was created. We're talking about money here. We're not talking about diet or exercise or history or anthropology. But since we were primarily hunters and roamed in small bands to stay near food and water sources, which were generally in the same places since our prey tended to stay near water sources, over time we started to tribe up, growing in numbers from small bands of three to four hunting groups to larger groups of 10 to 20, and then even larger numbers in order to maintain both a greater amount of safety as well as share appropriation from a larger gene pool. Now, this makes sense because number one, safety is important, right? If there's three or four of us and the big cats are out there or the bears are out there, there's something out there as a predator that's going to take us down, we have a much higher chance of getting snatched away, right? We're going to go down. If there's 10 to 20 of us, however, uh, those predators are going to probably more likely stay away. They're going to go for targets of opportunity. And then, of course, later when we really started to get into bigger numbers of tribes, that was important because we could leave certain people in the community, in the tribe, while we went out in bands of hunting parties. And it allows us to have a wider gene pool to choose from. Obviously, the more wider the gene pool, the less chance of genetic similarity, which leads to all kinds of birth defects. Now, as this growth occurred and tribes became larger and larger, the introduction of trading resources began. This trading wasn't the only way of getting resources. There was still hunting and gathering parties and, of course, conflicts between tribes that resulted in resources being stolen. However, what's important to know here is that there was a shift from self-sustaining hunting bands to self-sacrificing tribal communities. When this shift was made, the energy around survival and subsistence shifted from physical hunting and gathering to community bartering and trading. And a whole new way of experiencing survival emerged, which freed up energy from the system to be directed in other places. 
Now, that's important, again, because what we're talking about is the energy. Brothers, I want you to begin to think from a spiritual, energetic plane, from a spiritual standpoint. If our energy is being given in hunting, if we're spending all of this energy to go out hunting, and then if we shift to bartering and trading, we've now achieved a way to survive with much less effort. Now, this didn't happen overnight, and I don't want to turn this episode into a history lesson, as I've said, so I want to kind of get through this fairly quickly. I simply want to describe what foundations occurred in order for money to have emerged as an energy form from the realm of vibration representing survival and subsistence, because following the bartering and trade system paradigm was the shift in value that was placed on shiny things. We went from bartering and trading directly to shifting into a medium or placeholder that were metals and gems, to name a few. They weren't the only forms of exchange. It could have been anything that was determined to have value by the collective and could be offered in exchange, held as a form of value, and then exchanged again for some other value. As long as the local communities considered the objects to have some kind of value, they could be used to hold and lay away for some future service product or value to be rendered. It's like a placeholder. So rather than exchanging meat for pottery directly, bartering and trading, I've got three pounds of meat, I want that bowl, right? That it straight barter and exchange trade. I could exchange meat, three pounds of meat for a shell or a rock or a piece of metal. And then later when I have that object, I've got that piece of metal, I've got that shell, I've got that rock. I could then exchange that for some pottery in the future or for some other product, like a tool, like a spearhead or some other service. Like I'm going to pay you to make me, here's this shell, here's this rock, make me a spearhead or some other value that I need. So it was the birth, so to speak, of currency which is a placeholder for future value. Of course, today we have dollars, right? We have dollars, euros, yen, and so on. We have all these different types of, and it's paper. It's paper. I mean, it has even less intrinsic value, if you will. It has even less value than a chunk of gold or a chunk of rock or a seashell. I mean, it doesn't really matter because it's all a thought. It's all a thought, brothers. That's what I'm telling you. It's all just a thought. It's all energy. And as civilizations developed and tribes grew into cities, governments and religions formed, architecture and agriculture evolved, and the mind continued to emerge and expand its awareness. So more sophisticated and universal forms of currency developed. This is how money came into being. Money is simply energy. It is only energy. It is a representation of the energy of our most basic needs, which is survival and subsistence. We use money to get food. We can't eat money. We don't eat dollar bills. We don't eat plastic credit cards. We don't eat the numbers in our bank account, right? We use that money as an energy to get food, to get shelter, to get clothing, to get heat, to get whatever it is that will keep us alive. That's what it is. This is why money has so much power in the mind and why we desire it so strongly because we desire survival because we want to survive because the story is is that if i don't have money i'm going to die if i don't have money i'm going to starve to death if i don't have money i won't have a house i won't have a roof over my head i won't be able to pay my rent or i won't be able to pay my mortgage or i won't be able to turn my heat on or i won't be able to you know feed my kids and my family that's why it has so much power in the mind because it is the energy of survival money holds a place in our mind that represents our ability to survive to provide and to impact these are the functions of the physical plane. Subsistence, procreation, which is mating and pairing, and influence. Now, brothers, as men, we are here to have a mastery of the energy money. That is what we are here for. It is important 
That is why we came to this planet in the male form, in the masculine vehicle. We chose this flesh suit. We chose to be men. Our soul decided ahead of time to inhabit the male form. Therefore, as part of our life contract, we are here to learn how to master the energy of money. That is part of our journey as men. And if you're a woman listening to this, I'm not suggesting that you don't have a journey when it comes to the energy of money. I'm simply saying that your journey is a little bit different. For my brothers out there, we are hunters. We hunt. We are here to be the masters of survival, which is a manifestation from the realm of energy, of vibration. We master this energy in order to use it for the three lower vibrational purposes in the physical plane, subsistence, procreation, and influence. Now, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go much deeper into that because that's a whole other thing. If you want to understand more about this philosophy and how to become a master of the energy of money in order to attract abundant wealth into your human experience, I invite you to enroll in the academy. That is available to you all the time. For now, I want to move on with the content of this podcast around what is currently happening in the realm of money, why it is happening, and what you can do to alter your personal experience with it. So what is happening with energy? What is happening with the energy of money right now? Let's look at the realm of form. If you want to know what's going on with the energy, look at the form. If you want to know what's going on in the spiritual plane, look at what's going on in the physical plane. Remember the universal truth, brothers. If you want to know what's going on in your mind, look at your results. If you want to know what's going on in the collective consciousness, Look at the environment. Currently, at least in the US, we have some money things happening. We have some economic things happening. We have inflation. We have receding markets or markets going into a recession. We have rising prices in the energy sectors across the board. We have prices that will soon double or triple at the register once prices change to reflect the increase in supply costs. And I'm not saying whether this is good or bad. I'm not judging any of this to be right or wrong. I'm simply looking at the circumstances which are neutral and perfect. And now you know why I started the podcast with that reminder. All of this is neutral data being offered in the circumstances of the outer world, the realm of form. It is all perfect because it is what we asked for. And that is very important that you know that. It's perfect because it's what we asked for. It's all neutral because it just is what it is. It's neutral data. It's raw data. It's all happening for us in perfection based on our, which is to say collective, consciousness. Remember, the universe works according to certain forces, according to certain laws. Gravity is one of those laws, one of those forces. Gravity obeys our commands of action. When we place something in space, gravity holds it there without judgment. If I put my cell phone on this table, gravity is going to hold it on the table. It's not going to judge that. It's just going to obey that. Creation is also a law. It is also a force. Creation obeys our commands of thought. When we think of something with enough emotion and belief, creation manifests it into form. It's like a genie in a bottle and it's so beautiful and it's so perfect. It just requires an incredible amount of responsibility because of the power that you have in creating things in the realm of form. Creation is a genie. Your wish is my command. It doesn't judge our wish. It only grants our wish. This is why responsibility is so important. This is what Voltaire meant, and actually was said long before Voltaire. It was actually said, you know, maybe first century BC. But, you know, that's why with great power comes great responsibility. You know, first of all, <laughs> Uncle Ben didn't say that, right? Like it wasn't Spider Man, it wasn't Stan Lee that coined that term. It was said a long time ago, but it's usually attributed to Voltaire. It actually was said before Voltaire, but Voltaire, having said that, he meant something different by that. 
you know, originally the meaning of with great power comes great responsibility is if you can do something, you should do something, right? Like it's something having to do with form and it's something to do with action. But I'm going to offer that Voltaire meant it in a different way because Voltaire was a Freemason. I am a Freemason. I know the rituals and the philosophies of Freemasonry. And I can tell you that in Freemasonry, there are symbols for everything. Everything in the realm of form is a symbol for the spiritual realm. And brothers, with great power comes great responsibility means that we all are endowed, we all are imbued with a great power. It's called consciousness. It's called manifestation. When we think of something and hold it when our belief, when we hold it with our vibration, when we hold it with our emotion, it becomes manifest. It's creation. It's the force of creation. It's great power. And with that great power comes great responsibility. Let's very quickly review cause and effect, which I reminded of you earlier in this episode. Cause comes from the realm of vibration, which is acted upon by thought. Effect is the result of thought being brought into the realm of form. There are no causes in the realm of form. All causes are from the realm of vibration. Everything that is happening in the United States economy right now is not an effect of anything that happened in the realm of form yesterday or last month or last year. Is the effect of the collective consciousness that occurred last month or last year or sometime when people held in their mind and their emotions a certain type of vibration that manifested into this space and time today. The U.S. economy today is a result of the collective consciousness of all Americans in the past, not from the actions of the Fed or the shutting down of the economy or any presidential administration or the increase in minimum wage. These in themselves are effects. They are all coming from our thoughts. They are all coming from our consciousness. That is why you have great power. That requires great responsibility. <laughs> you need to take responsibility. It's not the Fed. Don't blame what's happening in the economy on some other thing in form. It's not because of COVID. It's not because of Trump or Biden. It's not because of the minimum wage increase. Like I said, this has nothing to do with these things. These things in themselves are coming from the realm of vibration. These things in themselves are coming from a thought, a mindset, a belief state that is held in the collective consciousness and then manifesting. Nothing in the realm of form is a cause. They're all effects. And the more you choose to blame effects, the more you perpetuate that vibration of victimization blame and irresponsibility, which will continue to create more of the same. Now, similarly, everything you experience in your financial life is a result of your financial thoughts. If you believe you can't create wealth in a recession, you won't. If you believe you're going to lose all your savings in the markets, you will. There will and have been countless millionaires created in recessions. In fact, some of the most well-known names in wealth made their money during recessions, if not depressions. Return your power to its source, brother, which is you. You are the one with the power. You are not a victim of the markets. You are not a victim of the economy. You are not a victim of the Fed. You are not a victim of inflation. You are not a victim of anything, except for maybe your unconscious mind. But even then, it's still you. You're the one choosing to be unconscious. You're the one choosing to engage with these thoughts and vibrate your feelings through them. You asked for this with the mindset that we... I said we, I say you, but we asked for this with the mindset that we've been consciously or unconsciously holding over the past two to three years. The universe has responded to your wishes. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Thank you for showing me exactly what I've been thinking for the past couple of years. Thank you for showing me 
all the fear, doubt, worry, divisiveness, and hatred and anger that I've been feeling and I've been thinking over the past couple of years. Thank you for giving us exactly what we asked for. Now, I know that that may sound harsh. That may sound jarring. That may sound a little bit even condescending, but here's the thing, brothers. It's also true. I know I'm coming down hard on you. I need a little tough love with you. Because when it comes to money, you hold the power. You have the responsibility. You can create massive wealth at any time. You could do it right now. You could do it today. As soon as you start thinking and feeling a certain way. But if you're just going to think and feel that you don't have the power and that the power has been taken away from you and the power is all in the hands of the Federal Reserve with their interest rates and inflation numbers and unemployment reports... That's abdication. You're abdicating your responsibility. And by abdicating your responsibility, you're abdicating your power. You're giving up your power. And now that we've begun to experience exactly what we asked for, we get to decide if we still want this. And either we can continue to ask for it or we can change our minds. We can change our mind and say, you know what? I don't believe in this anymore. I don't believe in scarcity. I don't believe in recession. I don't believe in lack. I don't believe in underperformance and unemployment. I believe in abundance. I believe in wealth. I believe that everybody has the opportunity. I believe that we all can create massive wealth for each other and for ourselves. Take the responsibility as an individual, as a community, as a nation, and as a global species. We have that power. And I'm not talking out of my, I'm not blowing smoke here either, brothers, because every business that I've ever run has always run exactly the same, whether it was in a bullish market or a bearish market, it didn't make a difference. I had some of my best years working as a fitness coach, opening gyms during the housing crisis. There was a housing crisis in 2007, 2008, 2009. Some of my best years. Why? Because I didn't know about it. Because I wasn't paying attention to it. Because I didn't create a lot of fear around it. And again, I'm not lecturing you here, brothers. I'm not lecturing you at all. I'm trying to wake you up. I'm offering you something so valuable, so, so valuable. I'm offering you consciousness. I'm offering you an awakening of your power. I'm trying to guide you into remembering who you are so you can stop blaming everything around you for what is happening for you. Look, if you watch the news, if you want to watch the news and blame this person or that person or this institution or that administration, you go right ahead. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm not telling you what to do when you wake up. I'm not going to tell you that when you wake up, it's not my place to force you into consciousness. You get to decide. If and when you're ready to wake up and remember who you are, you'll simply see it. You will know it and you will learn to harness the power within you to manifest from your inner source. Maybe you'll start your journey in the academy and learn how to create wealth in any circumstance. From a bullish market to a bearish market, in a recession or in a depression, it makes no difference. You can create massive wealth anytime. Nothing outside of you determines your experience, only that which is within you. And remember, as men, we are here to master money, the energy of money. It doesn't matter what the markets are doing. It doesn't matter what the economy is doing. It doesn't matter what the Federal Reserve is doing. It doesn't matter who's in the Oval Office. None of that matters. We are men. We are here to master the energy of money. It is why we chose to embody the male flesh suit. Women have a different path. Ours begins here. So first, recognize that nothing outside of you determines your results. You must remember the universal truth. Remember the universal truth. Circumstances don't determine your results. Your thoughts do. And your thoughts will be reinforced by your results. If you choose to blame others for your financial state, you will create more results to reinforce that belief, which is, in part, what we are seeing. We choose to blame others for where we are, and then we find the confirmation bias to support that thought. If you choose to take responsibility for your financial state and set your thoughts and beliefs on abundance and wealth, you will create results to reinforce that belief, 
which is what a lot of the students in the academy are experiencing in spite of the circumstances in the economy. That's the other thing I want to say to you guys. In fact, I'm going to kind of end with this. Brothers, you know I travel the world. I'm not in the United States often, if ever. I mean, maybe once or twice I get into the States to see my family. The only reason I even know what's going on right now is because I've got some investments in the market. I look at the market maybe twice a month. And I just came from a workshop in Dallas where it seemed like everyone was talking about the economy. It was on everybody's mind. It was like the only thing that's important anymore. A year ago, it was COVID. Last year, it was Russia. Now it's the economy. If it weren't for me looking at the markets from time to time or visiting the States for a brief time, I wouldn't even have any idea about the economy. People just talk about whatever the media tells them to talk about. Let's talk about COVID. Let's vibrate fear about that. Let's talk about Russia and and Ukraine. Let's vibrate fear about that. Let's talk about the economy and inflation. Let's vibrate fear about that. I'm not even sure people are talking about COVID anymore. You know, we don't even have to wear masks on airplanes anymore. Do you know that? Like I'm traveling as if it were 2017. And why? Why don't I know about these sweet things? Well, first of all, because I don't watch the news because I'm not programmed to think things. I choose to think things. I'm not told what to think. I'm not told what to believe. I'm not told where to put my mindset, put my consciousness on. I don't watch the news. And second, I don't have any social media, bro. I've got no Facebook, no Instagram, no Tic Tacs, no Twitters. I got none of it. I had an IG account and it was run by an academy student, but I'm pretty well detached from all forms of social media and mass media. The other reason I don't know about what's happening in the economy until I went to Dallas is because the students in the academy aren't really talking about it. And why aren't they talking about it? Because although they are experiencing the same circumstances that everyone else in the world is, especially specifically in the US, since 80% of the academy students are Americans, they aren't having the same results. There isn't the fear, worry, doubt, or anxiety coming from them when we do our one-on-one calls that I hear from almost everyone I engaged with when I was in Dallas. Because the brothers in the academy have learned to manage their minds and choose abundance in their experience, which directly relates to their results. Most of them are thriving in the current economy. And again, I'm not bragging about our brothers in the academy because you have that power too. I'm not bragging about what our brothers in the academy are doing, although I am very excited to share their amazing cognitive work, the work they have done to manage their minds and intentionally determine their results. I'm simply using them as an example of what's possible for you and all people. And when we, when we brothers, as a collective consciousness, as one species, choose abundance and harmony and gratitude and love, we get to experience that as a community, as a nation, and as a global species. You don't know the power that you have, which is why you're manifesting things in confusion, chaos, and scarcity. You are so powerful. And when you know the power you have, you will begin to take that responsibility. But I'm going to offer one more thing. And then I'm going to close up. I'm going to get off my soapbox here. Man, I feel like I've really given you guys a lecture. And it's not a lecture, brother. It's not a lecture. It's really not a lecture. It's just letting you know how powerful you really are. It's letting you know how amazingly gifted. It's letting you know who you are. That's who you are. You're not just some animal, not some cellular form walking through space. You're a being of light. You are a co-creator. You are a manifester of reality. You understand you are a manifester of this shared experience we call life. Wake up. Wake up to that. Wake up and own that shit. Because when you own it, you can begin to use it and take responsibility for it and begin to experience the life of your dreams. But like I say, I want to offer one more thing when it comes to the energy of money. Because this is true. And I've experienced this anecdotally. I've experienced this firsthand. When you truly master the energy of money, you will no longer have any reason to hoard it. You will no longer have any fear around it. You will no longer have any scarcity thoughts with it. 
You won't need to hoard it. You won't need to hang on to it. You won't need to, I need to have a million dollars in my bank. I need to have 10 million. You won't have that reason. No reason at all. Because you'll be able to summon it forth at will in any moment. When you need it, it's there for you. When you want it, it's available to you. We save money out of fear. We save money out of fear, out of fear of not having it in the future. There's always intent that precedes action. And when you truly learn how to master the energy of money, not only will you effortlessly give it with generosity from an abundant mindset, but you'll also have released yourself from a desire stemming from a feeling of lack. In addition to that, you will have also freed up your cognitive energy to be able to focus on providing, which is procreation, the energy of pairing and mating. And this is where we begin to open ourselves up to the feminine energy, which is a completely another story which is why I'm closing with this. All right, my friends, look into your minds. Look into your minds. Become aware of your thoughts. Monitor your beliefs. Reveal to yourself the stories of the unconscious. It is hard to do alone. Hire a coach. Enroll in the academy. Look at your results and you will see your thoughts. You'll see your beliefs. Accelerate your growth by having a guide. And it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be me. If you don't resonate with me, then it doesn't have to be me. You guys don't have to come to the academy and work with me. You don't have to go through the academy at all. However, if I do resonate with you and you do want some guidance, then we are here for you. Everything is here for you. Life is for you. The human experience is your experience. This is all for you. Everything is you. I am you and you are me. Everything is for you. Learn that, experience that, feel that. If using three to $500 a month guides you into manifesting $300,000 to half a million dollars a year, would you do it? <laughs> it's up to you. It's not for me to say. It's available to you. The offer is out there. The invitation has been given. And until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, Sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.